0: You're listening to Formby Podcast. In this podcast, we're still with the National Trust, with Kate Martin. Today, she's talking about her job. She's talking about how I can get her job. Well, what I'd need to get her job.
1: I'm Kate Martin. I'm Lead Ranger for the National Trust for Formby and Central Lancashire Properties. And today I'm in Formby.
0: And are you always based in Formby?
1: No, I've got four sites that I cover. Um, so I have Formby, Rufford Old Hall, Gawthorpe Hall, which is up um, Burnley Way, and uh, Stubbins and Hulk and Moor Estate up on the West Pennines. So I could be in any one of those on any day.
0: Wow, I mean, they are beautiful places.
1: Yes, they're amazing and they're all very very different uh, and that's what makes my job so exciting because i could be thinking about upland peat one day and then thinking about dynamic dunes at formby the next so it's uh, always keeps me on my toes
0: so your job is to oversee everybody in the formby um, the formby site or each of the different four sites
1: so my role is to manage the ranger teams. So it's the countryside management side. So I don't overall manage all of the properties. We have a general manager who does that, um, who's my boss. Um, so I manage the ranger team. So I've got a ranger team here at Formby. I have a ranger team at Stubbins and Gawthorpe. And I have a gardener and a garden team at Rufford. So it's the land management, countryside management side of things I manage.
0: And so, if we really we're going to be talking about Form B and about where we are with Form B, how many rangers do we have in Form B?
1: So, at the I've got I've got to count them now so I can remember how many I've got. Um, So there's six rangers and me in Form B. And and total.
0: So there's seven in total, but that includes you. But you're you're managing everybody, really, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. So I'm managing um, the team, but I also have an area ranger here at Formby who manages the team. So I sort of manage the managers, if you know what I mean. More
0: yes. And, and what kind of roles would you expect a manager to be um, to be doing?
1: So from my point of view, a lot of the stuff I do is, is that strategic level. So it's things like management plans, um, countryside management plans. Um, it's dealing with a lot of the compliance and the legal sides of things, um, partnership working, um, looking at funding, that sort of thing that I would do. And then my my sort of managers, the ones I manage, they're the ones who would manage the day-to-day operations of the property they work at. So my area ranger here at Formby and my one-up at Stubbins, they actually manage those day-to-day operations of the ranger team and the day-to-day operations of the countryside management on the ground
0: so would that um so it would be the sort of the rangers that would arrange because obviously it's the fabulous contentious issue of the bins um so that the bins are sort of always something that keep everybody entertained don't they
1: so we have a facilities team here at formby as well so we have a separate team um our facilities team that manage things like waste management they're also the ones that do all the cleaning of the toilets they do um, basic maintenance like road maintenance and stuff like that so that sits more with our facilities team not with our ranger team.
0: So it's the facilities teams that deal with all of the bins and everything?
1: It is indeed yeah.
0: Um, how long have you worked in this role how long have you worked in Formby?
1: So I've worked uh, well I've worked for National Trust for, for 12 years and um, I was Early Ranger at Formby um, for about nine years, and then I actually went off on a secondment um, to do a different role as the Coastal Officer for the National Trust for the whole of the North of England, Uh, and then I came back. When that secondment finished, I came back, uh, and I was early Ranger again for a bit, and then I got promoted to Lead Ranger, so I've been involved with Formby for, for 12 years.
0: Fantastic and is this the idea is that this is your speciality area and this is somewhere that you'll stay is that the plan?
1: So I'm a marine biologist by training so it's coastal conservation is is what I really love what my real passion is and what where my specialism is so you know I certainly don't have any plans to to leave Formby anytime soon and not just Formby but the other properties I look after as well because they're all so varied and they're they're very exciting there's a lot going on at all of them um, and a lot of really good um, ambitions and opportunities for improving our sites for nature and people so yeah while there's still plenty going on to keep me excited I, I won't be going anywhere quick.
0: Your role as a ranger so if I'm eight years old or I'm six years old and I'm listening to this how do I get your job? What, what, um, you actually just, you did a degree in marine biology, did you?
1: Yeah, so a lot of people ask how easy it is to become a ranger or what is the path
0: to
1: a ranger. I think it's, it absolutely starts with a, just a love of nature and a love of natural history. Um, I've always had that. My mum was really, really interested in natural history, my dad as well, but particularly my mum. Um, And she really sort of brought, you know, bred that into me from a very, very young age. So I was always very interested in in science. Um, And I think the key thing is, you know, if if you're looking at coming at it from an academic point of view, and and realistically these days, most rangers do, you know, most rangers do have some sort of academic background. uh, And it it, it doesn't have to be in sort of countryside management. You can do countryside management degrees and, and HNDs and stuff like that. You can also do, you know, I've got colleagues who are geographers, ecologists, um, marine biologists like me. So people do come at it from a different, different angles. Um, but you can also go to colleges like MySco and Heath and do sort of vocational qualifications. You can actually do sort of, let say, HNDs and stuff like that in countryside management. Um, a really important thing is to volunteer, is to build up that practical experience because even if you have the academic experience, it's that practical experience that's really important. So, you know, definitely rec- always recommend if you're interested in becoming a ranger, you need to go out and volunteer and whether that's volunteering with someone like the National Trust or the like Wildlife Trust or the RSPB or even um, the conservation volunteers used to be called... Uh, BTCB the British Trust for Conservation Volunteers you know go and volunteer with them but go out and actually get some practical experience in in countryside management that's really important not only to build up up your skill set but also actually to get a feel of what the job is I think a lot of people have a very glamorous idea of what rangers do they think we spend all our time you know driving around in Land Rovers and skipping across sites you know, counting butterflies and stuff like that. You know, they don't see us on those days when it's absolutely hammering down with rain, and um, you know, when you're filling it, filling in potholes or putting a putting a post, digging a post in. As soon as you've dug the hole, they, you know, the, the water fills it up, or seeing us, you know, buried under mounds and mounds of litter and stuff like that. You know, they don't see that side of it. So that's the other reason why I think actually getting some physical, hands-on experience is so important. And I also recommend, you know, not just volunteering with one organisation if you can. If you can get a bit of a a taste of different organisations, that's a really good idea because they all work slightly differently. I mean, I've worked for a number of different organisations in my career and they all work slightly differently and you'll get a feel for, you know, the organisations that work for you as well and you think, well, actually, that's that's where I want to go. And then what usually happens is once you've done your your qualifications and you've done your... um, done some volunteering you usually start off by getting seasonal jobs so there's a lot of seasonal jobs come out usually they they last for about march to about october and most people start by doing a number of seasonal jobs and then gradually from that will work up to a sort of more permanent job so it is a it's not an easy career to get into by any stretch of the imagination but the people who make it are the ones who are persistent and you can usually tell I've always said that, you know, I can usually tell when I'm interviewing people or when I'm talking to people, whether they're the ones who are going to make it or not. And it's the ones that are persistent and willing to sort of, you know, really knuckle down and give it their all. Because if you don't, you're not, you're not going to make it.
0: You're listening to Formby Podcast. Join us next time. Formby Podcast is an independent production. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at formbypodcast at gmail.com See you next time.